Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, the ultimate guide to following your purpose and creating change in the world, is coming out on August 19th and it's now available to pre-order globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It is packed with processes, rituals and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we create a better world. 
If you pre-order the book before August 2nd, you'll also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking all about natural cleaning. And I want to start with a question. Have you ever thought of house cleaning as a spiritual practice? I personally haven't. And although I'm a trained space clearer and have used Feng Shui and other house-related spiritual modalities over the years, I've never thought of cleaning as spiritual. Yet, after chatting to this week's podcast guest, I hadn't been more eager and excited to clean my house. You see, two things happen each time we clean our houses. Firstly, we clear out negative or unnecessary energy. And secondly, we instill our house with the energy from the cleaning products we use. So if we do the first step and then fill our house with toxic cleaning substances, then we defeat the purpose of cleaning. Nixie Marie is a Feng Shui consultant and green cleaning expert, and in this episode we talk all about the spirituality of cleaning. Nixie has also recently launched a green cleaning zero-waste product called Clarity, spelled Y-T-I, that we also talk about in the episode, and she gives us a 10% discount code that you can use. Specifically, in this episode, you'll learn the importance of cleaning your house both physically and energetically, how the energy of your house affects your well-being, easy practices to clean your house in natural ways, practices to deepen your connection with the spirit of your house, and how to tune your house's energy to your life purpose. When you're done listening, be sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let me know what your favorite practice was. Without further ado, enjoy this episode with Nixie Marie. Nixie Marie is a Feng Shui practitioner and co-founder of Clarity, who helps support her clients create sacred spaces and homes that heal. After spending nearly half a decade building a successful green cleaning company, Nixie understands how our homes can easily become a place that does not support our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Using her intuitive nature and classical Feng Shui, Nixie can determine how to harmonize the energies of a home for an individual to reclaim their sovereignty and thrive in all areas of their life. Nixie, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. It's so, this is like my favorite thing to do. I'm so excited to have you here because we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is Feng Shui. It is uh, basically the spiritual modality that got me started on the spiritual path back when I was like 15 years old. So I'm so excited to dive into it and also talk about the physical element of creating and healing and and harmonious houses, which is your new uh, cleaning brand. Clarity, which we'll talk about later on. But before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to hear about the story. What got you started on the spiritual path and what brought you into this place of being able to combine so many different modalities, all relating to creating sacred space? Mm, Such a big 
question. I always ask this on my podcast and lately I've been on podcasts and I get to answer it and I'm like, whoa, okay, where do I begin? Um, You know, I like to kind of start at first my childhood. I was always such a nature freak. Like I was outside all the time. We had this green belt behind my home that was like, I I would always climb the fence to get to because I would just want to be outside all the time. I never wanted to be in. I was never the type to like watch movies or shows or anything like that. I was out dissecting slugs and removing guts from like lizards. Like I was, and I was such a tomboy. I loved to skateboard. I was like such, such in my masculine. And um, my dad finally like built a gate for me to go through the, the back door, back gate instead of climbing it all the time. So I always thought that was like such a sweet thing for dad to do, just like embracing my wildness. So I very much have always had such a deep connection to nature. And nature has always really been my, my source of spirit, my source of spirituality and where I find my church, my God, my goddess, all of those elements that really bring me home. And I did lose her a little bit though, because I think that happens to some of us. We fall asleep. We're like super awake when we come in the world and then life hits us and we're met with all these challenges. And, and it really brought me to like, you know, just a dark night of the soul going closing off all those little connections with spirit and my magic and my fairies and unicorns, like all that stuff. I really closed off coming into my like, I would say like middle school, high school years. Not a big fan of high school. I don't know about you guys, but high school was not my favorite cup of tea. I was definitely like always seeing there's just so much separation, so much judgment, a lot of mean girls. And, you know, I was one of them at one point to try to fit in and like that didn't work. And so um, I'd always just find myself, I, I was really actually trying to find myself again through those, through those periods of time. And it took my parents' divorce at 18 to really catalyze me back into who I am now. So um, I think it, I think it really just like woke me up to the rug kind of being like pulled from underneath me. Like my parents were together for 25 years and they weren't always like they were, I had happy moments. We had a really great childhood. Like I never, there was not a lot of trauma or anything super blessed in that way, but they just didn't love each other. You know, I wasn't really taught how, how to have a really romantic, beautiful, like intimate relationship. I remember them always like arguing about little things. And my mom also was, you know, somewhat, she had, she had her unhealthy relationships with alcohol. And so now she's, she's been sober for like 15 years, like go mom. Um, But there's been some moments we've had some darkness there. and, And a lot of that darkness really allowed me to seek something deeper. And I kept asking myself like, okay, there's gotta be something else other than this church stuff because I was really into, you know, I lived in Orange County. It's very much this, what they call this orange curtain where everyone kind of thinks the same. We kind of follow in line, but I was always the rebel. So like it didn't, it fit, but it didn't. And I, I loved the, I loved the idea of worship and prayer, but I didn't love it so, because I, like what that would make me feel sort of sinful. Like I did, if I did something wrong, I had to go like pray for forgiveness. I kind of have a different take on that now, you know, but I think that once I found, I started just exploring all these different modalities after my parents divorced and I started dabbling in, you know, different types of, I started doing MDMA and like really expanding my mind and dabbling with psychedelics. And that really allowed me to see the world with different eyes. I was like, wait a minute, like everything I've been told in my, you know, adult youth, 
I was, was kind of not true. I I'm, I'm actually limitless. I'm an artist. I'm creative. I'm all these things. I'm the goddess. I'm, I'm not always this masculine because I played so many masculine roles, like raced motocross, all the things very masculine driven. Like my first car was a lifted Chevy Silverado, like big beefy truck. And I was, I didn't have my feminine essence though. I was very disconnected with the receiving side of, of what that is to be in the feminine. So I think that's really what opened me up is like, okay, I've been needing to do like sort of be in this place with my, with my family, like having to be independent for some reason I thought I did. And then they, you know, everything changed. And I was like, okay, what now? What do I do? And I was going to art school and I just had this moment where this woman came into my work. I was working at BB. It was like a little BB sales girl. And this woman came into my work. She just got out of this crazy car accident and she pulls me into her, um, her fitting room and like had this cast on her. She's, she asked me, she's like, I, I need help getting dressed and just had this moment with her. And she looked me in the eyes and she's like, will you pray for me? And I was like, oh, fuck, she's asking the wrong girl. Like, I don't pray anymore. You know, like, it's not my thing. I don't think I can do that for her. But something came over me and was just like, just say yes. So I said, yes, yes, I'll, of course, pray for you because she was going to go into surgery to hope, hopefully gain momentum in her arm. And so that night I went home and I prayed and something came out. Like, I get chills thinking about it because whatever came over me showed me that there's something outside of there, out of this world, of this universe that I deeply connected to. And I started crying. Like, I hadn't cried in years because my parents divorced. I think I was very like suppressed in a lot of ways in my emotions, again, not connected to the feminine. So I just like burst open. And I kind of like to say it was probably the goddess that came forth and just like held me in her arms and was like, yes, like feel, feel, feel. And it was so moving. And to this day, like I, I strongly believe that, that woman's arm was healed, not, not because of my prayer, but because of the vibration and the, the putting out and the abracadabraness of like the magic that we can create through our words and through prayer. So that told me something. And I said, okay, what is what else is out there other than this like religious church, Catholic, you know, Christianity belief system? And I started exploring Buddhism and I started exploring like my dad's friend was Buddhist and I really loved his vibe. He always brought like when we would go riding, he'd bring his like parrots and all his crazy dogs. And he just was a like total present, like hippie, earthy man. And I really loved his vibe. So I started there. And then eventually I found myself in a metaphysical shop and my friend took me to, to my first one. And she was like, you should, you should study witchcraft. And I was like, isn't that like, what is a, a witchcraft? Like, isn't that like just Harry Potter stuff? Like that's not real. There's no real witches. And she's like, she kind of just gave me a smirk and that smirk told me everything. It was like, wait, she knows something I don't know. And that led me to more curiosity. And I guess I've always like followed that curious sense inside to, to lead me to where I need to be. So I bought a book and it was like the first moon calendar book that I purchased and a couple other things in that shop. And that was, I mean, the rest is really history because it was just like that, what, that started my rabbit hole journey into where I am now and really seeing how, you know, it just keeps going deeper and deeper. Once you start, it's like, it goes deeper and deeper. You're like, oh, well, this is connected to that. And this is, you know, here. And that's where like now being led to feng shui, it's like everything, even in, even in, in witchcraft or even just identifying as a witch and being in the wise woman tradition, a lot of it is all in feng shui. It's just 
it's now a different thing and I get to use like all these modalities and work with the elements to really do what I love and, and really kind of come back to nature with it all. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what brought oh, me here. What a journey. And it is this <laughs> coming full circle experience because you, you knew that you felt that at least intuitively when you were a child, when you were playing out in nature, you were the witch, you were the goddess, you embrace all sides of you. And then for like, as, as with many of us, we go through this period of being uh, reprogrammed by society as to how we're supposed to live life and how we're supposed to exist in the world. We forget and then we go through this moment of awakening, which for you was that prayer um, circumstance that got you to remember and come back into who you are right now. And now you help people create, bring nature into their houses through the different modalities that you do. And just basically help people come back into their own self by connecting with nature without really going out in nature necessarily. So I wanna, I wanna touch on the concept of Feng Shui and sacred space in our home specifically. And I wanna begin by a question I asked my Instagram uh, stories followers yesterday. I asked them, have you noticed that your life shifts when you move into a new house. And I was addressing the concept of there is predecessor energy within the house from the previous inhabitants and therefore that affects you. And I think it was 80 something percent of people said yes. And I got so, messages, so many messages from people telling me, oh my God, I lost my job as soon as I moved to house, this happened and that happened, which really brought into the surface the power that physical space has onto our well-being, our physical well-being, our emotional well-being, our mental well-being, and uh, therefore on how we follow our life purpose. So I wanna hear from you, from your experience, having studied all these different modalities with rela uh, with relation to, in relation to sacred space and our homes, what power does the physical space around us in our home has in affecting our well-being and especially the degree to which we follow our life purpose? Oh, that's a loaded question, but I love, I love the intention behind it. Um, so I really believe mainly cause I've seen like so much in homes I've seen, somehow I attracted a lot of hoarders for a while and I would really help them kind of be a medium in getting rid of their stuff. But what I saw on a deeper level was it's not just their stuff that is affecting them. There's something going on inside their minds, inside their thought process that's allowing them to think that they need to have all these things and hoard. And so that was my first like eye-opening realization that everything that we have in, in our exterior environment, and this is like before I studied feng shui, so I was just already kind of picking up on the 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 understanding of how our minds and how how we feel and what goes on inside is a direct reflection of what is our environment on the external and um so it it, it always occurred to me though that it's almost like a disease like what like hoarding hoarding to a really ex like deep level can be somewhat like a disease because what i see it as is it's a disease of scarcity of the consciousness of I don't have enough, so I need to hoard and I need to have all these things around me to feel safe and secure. And our homes are the representation of how we feel safe and secure. So if we don't feel safe, we're going to get everything that we can to possibly fill that hole inside. And 
we live in a consumerist world. So why wouldn't we go buy all these things that we think we need, but then we get home and now we have all this stuff and we don't know where to put it. And now it just kind of create it like feeds, feeds this vicious cycle. It's like a bad relationship, right? It just, we keep coming back to it. So I think the first thing that I realize I've got to work with for anyone who's kind of in that circle, I first of all worked with that really deeply in myself, like my own scarcity consciousness didn't quite, um, it didn't manifest in my space so much as hoarding. It manifested in a way such as like things that didn't really have a lot of value. It wasn't like things that really, you know, just kind of fill fill the space up with whatever, like maybe plastic stuff that wasn't super valuable or had a lot of power or meaning behind it. Um, or even just seeing seeing my worth in my space, like, oh, that's broken or I have holes in my sheets or, you know, there's there's something here that's telling, I'm telling my environment that I'm not worthy enough to have like silk sheets or a beautiful bedroom or, you know, things that are around me that only bring me value and joy. So upon doing my own work, I went into my subconscious because that's where we've got to go. We've got to go into those places. We can do tapping. We can do, you know, journal work. We can do meditation. We've got to find what the stories are that are telling us why we are living in that space of scarcity. So I think that's kind of the first thing um, on a mental space, how that affect how our spaces really affect us and how um, kind of, I think that really perhaps like answers your question and the mind, body, spirit of it all. Um, and with that too, I think it's just, we all have our own stories and our home tells us what those stories are if we really pay attention. So yeah. it's a, it's like a mirror that's always reflecting back to us exactly how we're feeling. You know, some days when I'm not feeling so great, my place is a little more cluttered. I like my desk might be not cleaned and I haven't had that time to really devote myself. But when I'm super, when my mental space is super clean and calm and centered, I always close my day with ritual and clean everything up and put everything away. But when it's messy, like I can feel it, you know, it's like this energy that just doesn't really support me. So, you know, again, I don't think we're all perfect by any means and we're not aiming to be perfect in the space but it's more just noticing and having an awareness of how we can set up our space to thrive and be in a place of sovereignty versus it depleting us and t taking us down and and just really not supporting us so it's this co-creative dance between what we feel and how that is reflected into the space and also how the space reflects uh, energy back to us so it's like this co-creative interplay between the two. Now, I want to touch into now we know the problem. We know, for example, that the house represents and mirrors what's going on within us. And therefore, by creating change within us, we change our house and vice versa. Like by changing things in our house, like what Feng Shui says, we can, it can help us make shifts mentally and emotionally. What are some practical ways we can use to start tuning the energy of our house to our life purpose. So it supports us on the way to following our life purpose rather than create an extra obstacle. Mm. So I, th I would say the first thing that I always like to say is for you to go in every single room and ask yourself, and this is where your intuition really plays a, a strong role. And those of you who are listening who've done a lot of intuitive work, you'll be really surprised at how amazing this exercise is. And also those who haven't done intuitive work, you'll also start to 
exercise that muscle. It's like when you start reading tarot cards or pulling cards and you just start to exercise your intuitive muscle and really begin to tune into the energy and feel what it feels like when things don't feel good or things feel good or, or, or they feel great. So you want to go into every room in your home and ask yourself, like, just take a couple deep breaths and ask yourself, how does this room make me feel? If it makes you feel a certain way that's like, ooh, like, I don't really love this room. Or maybe there's a closet. I mean, we've all got some space in our homes that we just like kind of avoid. And it's sort of this like energetic pit that we just don't want to look at. Maybe it's our drawers. Maybe it's, it's something that we kind of tuck away. But sometimes we have rooms that are really, really like you can feel the heaviness of things inside of there that just don't bring you joy or light you up anymore. And that is actually pulling from your energy. I kind of like to look at it all as we have these energy um, holes. And if we don't tend to these like holes that we have, that we, it's like broken promises can be a hole of energy. Um, a space that really drags us down can be a hole of it. It's all these little holes. They're depleting us. It's taking away from our energy. So therefore it's taking away from our life purpose. It's taking away from our ability to connect to that life purpose and what we're here to do our soul's work. So if you go into that space and you feel like really, wait, the, the goal is to feel lit up. The goal is to feel alive. The goal is to feel exactly how the space is meant to feel like if your office, like I'm constantly moving my office around because I'm like always feeling like shit move, energy needs to move here and move, energy is always moving. We are energy. So it might require you to try new things on. I always like to say, if it doesn't feel right, the first, the first room that doesn't feel good, start there because that uh -huh. you'll start to feel like an instant shift as soon as you maybe get rid of a few papers or you get rid of that like gross like couch or something that just isn't like beautiful and doesn't make you feel luxurious. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to go spend money. We're talking about get, getting rid of things right now. So it's not about adding new things. It's about getting rid of a lot of that. A lot of that work in, in feng shui is really what it's about. It's not about, you know, going to spend a bunch of money and redoing your space. It can, if you, if you want to, but more of it's about getting rid of what you don't want so that you can let all these new opportunities, such as your life's work, your mission here, or opportunities that are waiting for you. You just don't have space for them. So after you make that identification and you're ready to, to make those changes, what you're going to want to do is really ask yourself, like, how, how do I want this room to feel now? Like, is it going to, what, what is, what is the vibe that I want? If you need more, we can talk about the elements. If you need more fire, you need something to like really get you going, put reds, purples, like something of that nature. Um, if you need more grounding, like in our bedrooms, we need a lot more grounding to feel like we're getting that super luxurious sleep that really makes us feel like awake and alive the next day. We need more grounding, earthy plants, maybe not too many plants because we don't want to overdo it in our bedrooms with too much like oxygen energy. But we want it to be like womb-like, you know, like we're going back into the womb, a wood bed frame, very like a lot of woods in our bedroom, stuff like that. So it's just about like really taking a, an overall anal analysis of everything that's in your space and then creating a space. I like to say it's almost like painting a vision board all over you so that everywhere you go, your vision board is right there or your vision is right there. So maybe it's creating a vision board and putting it somewhere where you see it every day, or maybe it's just something that represents wealth to you, if that's what you're calling in, something that represents love to you, if that's what you're calling in, sanctuary, worshiping, prayer, healing. If you don't have space for that, 
make space for that first, you know, and that way you are literally living your purpose. It's almost like quantum leaping with your space so that you are like, okay, this is who I, this is the life I want to live. This is who I want to be. Now, how does my space, how does that look so that I'm actually being it before maybe I'm even ready? So it's telling the universe, I'm ready. Now let's jump together. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow, I love the idea of turning a space, our home, into a vision board, therefore, uh, making it um, into this a supportive element that propels us forward on the way to following our life purpose because wherever we look, we feel uh, aligned, we feel lit up. And I really uh, love the intuitive approach that you take to Feng Shui because Feng Shui is one of those modalities where you can get tripped up into the, the, the logistics. Oh, using the Bagua map and using the compass and just just following the rules without trusting your intuition and tuning in and seeing how you feel. So I love how you brought that in. Okay, so you've given us tools to A, identify what, how we relate to the space around us, what we can do to shift the energy. Now your recent project, your new brand, Clarity, is all about uh, cleaning our space in an, in an energetically high vibe way with, um, with sustainable products, with natural products, that uh, it's a zero waste product basically. So tell us a little bit more about what clarity is, what your purpose was with it and how it can help our space and our energy as well. Yeah, this is, this has been like one of those things in life where, you know, you like incubate, you're like, what am I going to do with my life? And then like slowly all the puzzles start to come together and the pieces of the things. And like, I, I mean, if someone were to tell me like five years ago, I was going to have a cleaning company and have a cleaning product line and be studying feng shui and teaching people this. Like I wouldn't have believed them because I was so in a space of like ego and image with, I was mainly studying fashion design and it was like, I'm going to be the next designer, you know? And so that, that life is like so far away, but at the same time, it's still so much now engraved into this new project. Cause I get to first and foremost, like really bring my creativity to this and ask like, okay, you know, I, I look at all these different things that we create in life, like your podcast, or um, if you're an entrepreneur out there, you know, you're, you're creating something. If you're looking, you know, searching for your life purpose, your life purpose, everything has an entity, everything has an energy to it. So this specific thing has been taking years to like really come to life. And I would say it's still in its like baby little infant stages. Maybe it's like, you know, it's like maybe nine months old, like just came out of the, the world sort of like stepping into like, oh, okay, like this is, 
this is this new world. And, and I really see that's how we can create and really anchor in, like be the mothers of our own creations. So I developed this, I, I saw a need, first of all, as entrepreneurs do, we like, we love to solve problems. Yeah. So I saw a need in the market for green conscious cleaning. Cause I was, I was like, I needed a new thing to do to just get out of my own way with the fashion world. I was just really done. I was doing a lot of personal development work and it wasn't feeling aligned anymore. And, um, and then I left a relationship. So I need to support myself and cleaning became the thing. And at at the time I had so much judgment around it because here in the U S like, I mean, we get, I don't even need to go into that story, but it's very much like, if you're cleaning, you're at the bottom end of the food chain kind of a thing. You know, it's not, it's not looked at I like a very worldwide actually. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it is too. I mean, I'm, I can only speak from experience, but I do believe that wholeheartedly, like we've neglected those types, that type of work, like it's not good enough. And so I felt really deep. I went deep into that story of like, what, like what, what, where else do I feel like I'm not good enough? You know, like, let's go there. And I would really work through that as I would be cleaning. And the beautiful thing is I think cleaning actually, I was thinking this the other day, like I actually think it really helps our mental space because we're able to stop like anyone who has mental health issues, like depression, anxiety. If you just start cleaning for a little bit, you're going to actually work through some of those things. Yes, I love it. I clear yeah. so much stuff when I, when I clean it, it calms me down. It's like meditation for me. <laughs> it is. It's a meditation. And the fact that we've, as a society, pushed it off like, oh, the lower le- end of people need to only be working that way and they should be paid really low. I just, I was like, well, this is fucked, first of all. And how do I change that? And so I started charging a lot more for my, for my, you know, I've really found my worth first of all through the cleaning. And then I was like, well, maybe I start hiring people. And then I train people how to also clean like a witch or with mystic like powers and create mantras in the space. And we create a whole company around this. And that was like spirit coming to me and saying, you want this thing. And like, you want to be successful. Like, well, it's right in front of you. You know, it's like often we, we want all these things. And usually what we want is like right in front of us. We just have to surrender. So I just did a lot of surrendering and really breathed into this process because I was, you know, I've still gotten a lot of judgment, especially in like the spiritual communities or anything, anyone who's kind of got that elitism, entitlement around like, oh, you're just like cleaning, like, oh, that's, you know, and the funny thing about this is like, I met time and time again, clients who'd be like, how did you fall into this work? Like, this is work of the goddess. This is sacred work, you know, and one of the readings I got from one of my mentors said, it was my way, like every client that I had personally that I worked with was my way to clean, clean up karma that we had. And I was working my way back into the priestess temple. And I've always felt like in some way I like, I walked out maybe in a past life of living a life aligned with, with this, these ancient modalities. Maybe I like sold out or I, I fell into the greed, like vibration. something happened in that way where I betrayed my own self. So I had to work through my own like, karmic debt by cleaning and I was like fuck that's amazing like who knows how long it took me how many lifetimes it took me to figure that one out feels like a long time but nonetheless it's like at the same time I think that's where we have to really be present to like our own karma and not judge anyone for what they're doing or how they're doing it or what type of work they're doing or whether it's good enough or whether it's not good enough because we have our own karma to work through so you know I remember I heard that in a podcast once and I was like damn, that's good. Like, yes, 
we get to have compassion for whatever anyone is doing. And why? Because we don't know their story. We don't know their past lives. We don't know why they came into this. They do, and they're following their whatever they whatever path they need to take. Maybe it's working at a gas station or maybe it's working at McDonald's for that time because that's where they need to be to see maybe that that's not in alignment for them. Or maybe that's just something to help them get by to find their purpose, you know? So I really believe in that, that we have to just like, sometimes we have to put all of our egos aside and do what we need to do to make it work. So long story short, I mean, we kind of ended up in this, this space of seeing there's a market for this, you know, people need consciousness in their homes. And then I started to understand that I could manipulate energy. And the biggest thing that I noticed is I would try all these products and, and none of them really raised the vibe. Like the frequency wouldn't shift. It would be like dull or flat. And that's how I can like kind of feel things, you know, as healers, or if you work in the healing arts, you can, you know, you use your hands, you feel like, okay, is this this vibration high or is it low? And so I would try all these things like shelf products and none of it really worked. And so I started making my own and I started working with vinegar and making all these different potions and like blending and fusing different herbs together. But one thing I noticed is not everybody likes vinegar. It can kind of smell like after it smells like kind of stinky feet sometimes. (laughs) So I started playing with new formulas that were, that left the vinegar out and something that could actually do more. But the main intention was how do I create something that can do like one thing for all things almost. So we eliminate all these bottles because the other thing that's kind of a marketing ploy is we don't need all these things to clean with. Yes. You know, our grandmother's, grandmother's grandmother we cleaned with like lemons and very like just basic stuff that nature provides like we don't need to put all these chemicals to kill these viruses to kill these you know germs all of these things that we think are bad for us when really a lot of germs in our homes are actually very good and healthy we want to keep the the ph balance in our bodies and in our homes like on a on a scale that really creates a healthy microbiome for us as humans And that kind of brings me back to my childhood of like getting dirty, getting messy. Like that is actually really healthy and important for us as humans. We've just kind of been put in a box and like to stay clean and like, ew, germs, you know, and especially right now with this pandemic, it's kind of interesting because there's a whole, you know, another conversation there. But what I really found was this particular thing using essential oils, using the elements from the earth, ingredients from the earth, we, I was able to formulate something that I could feel the vibes shift. Like I could, after we would cleanse a whole home using this product, it just felt like, wow, this feels exactly like what I would want to feel coming into my sacred space. And the response that we would get from clients would be like, oh my God, it feels so good. Like I can't, I always can't wait for you guys to come because after it just, you, the whole vibe feels amazing. So, I mean, we do more than just like the cleaning. We also cleanse and clear space after so they can feel that as well. But I really believe in in the products and it just essentially the the essence of nature, like going back to using nature's gifts and and putting that infusing that into the products that we use because we just don't we don't need all those chemicals, you know, and it's definitely sort of a program. And then we if we get into the facts of it all, like those chemicals, the harsh ones, like maybe bleach or some of the things that are store-bought that hide behind like ingredients that say fragrance in them, it actually has proven now that we're having like, and it's endocrine, I can't even say that word. It's like a big word for me. Endocrine, endocrine disruptors. Um, we're having lack of like, infertility rates. Women's infertility rates have definitely gone down being exposed to this. And my friend who's a, who is a women's doctor, she will literally ask people like if they're having issues having having babies, 
she says, what is in your home? What kind of chemicals are you using? And she will make sure, because she's a holistic doctor, so she'll make sure that they get rid of everything and put, you know, something to replace that's healthy. And I mean, just think about that, like on a global scale, like we naturally are just like, how do I clean my home? Oh, I just use bleach. (laughs) And we've got to reprogram that subconscious, just like reprogramming the subconscious of how much stuff we need in our homes. We've got to really reprogram the fact that we think we need all these things, these toxic chemicals to clean and clear a space. Like, so that's really why that was my intention behind Clarity. And we've been able to formulate something that's actually a completely concentrated formula. So you get like the box that we've created is all plastic, um, plastic free, except for the damn spray nozzle. I'm still on the hunt uh-huh. in the world. It doesn't exist. Like those spray nozzles that you yeah. spray with, it doesn't exist. Nothing exists to the degree I in which those like, ones, right? Yeah, everything yeah. is plastic. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll go into manufacturing um, the toppers that are plastic, but we've just been able to be package free. Everything is reusable. And I'm I'm just like blown away at how this all kind of came together. So we've just launched this year. And um, sorry about that. And so we're just kind of like letting it letting it go and see how far she wants to go and kind of really with an intention of growing sustainably versus like, like we could easily go get a bunch of funding if we really wanted to. But I feel like she really wants because she feels like this like, quirky, fun energy, like we're sailors. So she's, she's also really wants us to like help save the ocean and clean up the ocean. So we've partnered with a nonprofit called Five Gyres. They help um, clean up the, fi- like the, gy- there's like a gyre, it's called this gyre. It's yeah, it's the plastic in the ocean. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that they, in geography. Yes. Yeah. So, so they, much. so much. Um, so 5% of all of our sales goes to them to help them, you know, fight plastic. And so I feel really like, okay, this is, you know, it's, it's it. Like all these little breadcrumbs that I've been able to follow have led me here. And I don't know, maybe it just took that prayer, but here we are today. So. Oh my goodness. I haven't felt more excited to clean and and to get really conscious about what I use when I clean my house. Cause you don't think about this stuff. Like when you get into the spiritual path, because there's so much stuff to explore. You're not like, oh, let me think about like what brand I will use when I clean my house. You just just buy what's out there and you don't think about A, how much plastic you are using, B, how much, how many, how much toxins you're bringing into your house by using those products and how you're affecting your own energy as well, because essentially they all have energy that are everywhere into your house. So they're affecting us in not just a physical way, but in an energetic way as well. So you made cleaning sacred and mystical. And I thank you for that from like the collective, (laughs) because we all need to have this approach with cleaning and to have a better relationship with it and to start being conscious about it, both to protect ourselves, but also to respect and protect our planet. So Nixie Marie, thank you so much for sharing all that beautiful information with us about um, fixing and improving and co-creating a relationship with our space, creating energetic changes and physical changes and cleaning our houses in a way that support our emotional, physical and mental well-being and in following our life purpose. Please tell us where people can get in touch with you and where can people um, order your clarity product? 
Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Again, I love doing these things and just podcasting in general. It's so nice to be able to connect through all this like pandemic stuff we're, we're going yeah. through. Um, so you can find my, my website is nixiemarie.com, N-I-X-I-E-M-A-R-I-E.com. Um, Instagram, Nixie underscore Marie underscore. And um, Clarity's website is, it's Clarity spelt with a Y. So C-L-A-R-Y-T-I dot com. And you can find our Instagram, Clarity underscore clean. And again, that's C-L-A-R-Y-T-I. I'm happy to offer your listeners a 10% off discount. If you want to, I'll create that. I don't know. Do you have a discount code you guys usually use? Yes, of course. And I'll place that into the, uh, the show notes so that people can use it. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.